wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Welcome to Assault City Circle Pit! It's the worst podcast on the internet with the greatest fucking soundtrack, and I am joined today for another super salty interview with my friends from a band called Pine Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me who you guys are and what you do for the band. I'm Nate. I'm the drummer. I hit circles with wood. I have a good time. Nice. You said that last time. Yep. Uh, I'm Sam. I play the guitar. I play a couple solos sometimes, and then everybody tells me to stop. <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, that's how you get the guy to shut the fuck up, you know? Stop. Just stop, please. Um, guys, it's it so good to see you. I mean, I've seen you only a few times at the bar, but... I'm a bit of a recluse, yeah. Yeah, much like a spider. Um, I see Nate all the time. Yeah, but he was I'm on sorry. the very first. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the first episode of season two, and we are now at season fucking three. <laughs> Fireworks, lightning, <laughs> very good. I like the air horn. Air horn, yep. Um, yeah, and this is the format we're going with uh, going forward. It has changed since season two, which is why I'm calling it season three. We probably won't change after this, but, yeah. you know, we'll see how it goes. This is chaos, baby. It's a salt city. Um, so I hope you enjoy. We're having Nate back to talk with Pine Walker because last time, the first episode, we are rather drunken. And oh, yeah. I wanted to give both of these bands the time to talk about themselves. Uh, we are hopefully, if schedules permit, going to have Connor on for his own episode with one of his bands because he's an eight. Yep. He's a very busy guy. Which I was, is I was I just about to say, like, how many times are you going to record Connor in a week? Dude, for real. I'll just, he gets one. He gets <laughs> one a season. Everybody well, gets one. Maybe two if he's really nice to me. Doesn't call me fat. <laughs> Anyways, fuck that. We don't really want to talk about how fat I am. That's for the other show. Check out Wrecked, other show. Yeah. Wrecked Podcast featuring Nate the Tank over here on hey. drums. Uh, actually, he reads the news. He doesn't play drums for that. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, I want to know, how did your band come to be? Give me like a brief, but not too brief history. I mean, we're here oh, to talk yeah. about you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, basically, we all met in high school. I had met our vocalist and guitar player, Jason, in junior high. So we've been friends forever, basically. And then when we got to high school, me, Taryn, and Ethan all met up with them. We were all kind of the metal kids at our school. Oh, you're one of the cool metal kids? I wouldn't say uh, cool. Yeah, I was about to say not cool, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, you know. I, there were other handful of like metal kids, but we were the only ones that actually formed a band out of it. Well, there were there were a bunch of other bands. We've just lasted the longest. I mean, uh, that's why I said metal, too. Yeah. They were almost like kind of punk rock or indie rock. That makes sense. So what uh, what was the like birth of it? What made you go, hey, here's some music. Uh, who started jamming together first? Who? Well, I wasn't there at first. Yeah, I think it was, I was. I think it was me and Taryn oh, at first. I was in some different bands, but these guys kind of kept to themselves for a little bit, so I didn't join the band for. I remember we did our first like, gig, quote unquote, in like my senior year, like right before I graduated. 
And Sam wasn't the band yet. And then kind of come his senior year in 2014, 2015. I think it was junior year. Was it? I think it was 2014 when we all actually got together, the five of us. When you formed the big, nerdy, introverted Voltron that is. You're goddamn right. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, just uh, it was me, Jason, Tanner, and Ethan jamming for a bit. And then out of nowhere, uh, the guys were like, hey, we're bringing in this other guy, Sam. I'm like, cool. Let's see how this goes. You'll like him. He's got glasses and shit. He's a left-handed Canadian. This will be fun. You're Canadian? That's right. Off my fucking podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, I'm here I love- legally for now. Another for two days now? or so. <laughs> Goddamn maple-blooded motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know how to be racist towards Canadians. I, I don't actually hate you. It's just, you know, somebody has to. <laughs> you can make fun of the prime minister. Yeah, your prime minister sucks. Who is it? Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Oh, I all, all I know about him is he's got a great ass, apparently. <laughs> so, and you know what? That's Trudeau. He's he's God. one of the more fuckable world leaders, but that's really all he's got going for him. Yeah. Really? Hmm. I'll have to take a look. Pretty a face. Long, long look. Oh, yeah. Yes. Probably won't like when I look at his policies, maybe, huh? Probably not. Cool. Somehow you've successfully <laughs> derailed me out of this whole talk about your band thing. So, you bring in a nerdy Canadian. Bring a nerdy Canadian. Smells like maple syrup and guitar strings. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And Mountain Dew. And, and Mountain Dew. Dew. Can't forget that. Uh, bring him in. And uh, by that point, I think we had one two or, or two songs. songs. Two or three, yeah. And Sam just kind of brought this element that... Uh, not that... Not, not, not to say that Taryn and Jason are, are bad guitar players, but... They are. Sam's good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we fucking suck. I don't know why we're still going. Around that time, I was just kind of faking being good at the guitar. <laughs> Done it. And then I've gotten better at it since. But um, Pretty much. Yeah, I could I could just play faster than the rest of the guys confidently. So yeah. Not kinda, well, but confidently. You kind of <laughs> came in as like a confident lead, like, hey, guys, boom, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I love when that member comes to the band because you're like, well, I didn't expect for you to take this role, but come on in. Let's do this shit. And yeah, Taryn and, Taryn and Jason, they, they're really the... Besides the rhythm section, they're the foundation of the the music, you know. Yeah. So they write. They primarily write. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you just get to write your solos after. Or? I get to write my solos, and then our songwriting process is it's a pretty collaborative one a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So what'll usually happen is Taryn, Jason, me, Nate. One of the guys will bring a riff or two forward, and we'll kind of hash it out from there. Some day, sometimes we get a song written in a day or two, and then others. Write it for years. I want you guys forever. to take note of the detail that he said. Die. Hash it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you will hear that sometimes. The drunker I get, the more it, the more it happens. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can't help it. But that's fucking dope. Um, I'm glad you guys have such like a collaborative, you know what I mean, write together. Because, man, some bands just... It's clear that one person writes fucking everything and no one gets a say. You know, sometimes that that works to the band's advantage. True, um, if the, if yeah. that person is clearly and sadly more talented than the rest of the people. And I I think that happens with with a lot of bands. There's just one kind of force of personality that yeah, forms it and then all the rest of the guys kind of join in and that works for some people. But with us, we're we're all friends as well. We're all friends first. Yeah. Um uh-huh. So we're, we're all like high school sweethearts, just, you know, banging, fucking, 
Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, that's graphic. Because no offense, but you guys' bodies are not ones I want to see all meshed together in madness. <laughs> you say that now. Oh no, I say it always. <laughs> yeah, we basically just like someone shows up. Oh, hey, I have a riff. Then you'll they'll show it to everyone. Oh, I got a riff that kind of goes like this. Let's try it out. Then. Either we throw one of the riffs away or we kind of mix and mash, edit them a little bit, and boom, we got a song. Hell yeah. Um, so when so you guys are a formed band, right? Um, when does the Yeti come in? How is that start in high school? Is it, uh, I mean, the Yeti album, uh, Wasteland, is that it? Wasteland, yeah. Yeah, we, we had two of the songs on it or three of the songs written on it we had written in high school. Okay. Um, yeah. And it just wasn't until after we graduated that we had the time and the money to actually be able to to record our ideas. Yeah. Um, because uh, <clears throat> I want to say it was like 2016 when we went to the studio, like our very first ever studio time. Yeah, something like so that. It was, it was really fun to do that. Dude, I love studio. It's so right. fun. But it was just kind of cool because we, uh, we recorded with Andy Patterson. I know who that is. Sabrosa. I know who that is. He was bartending at Aces for a little bit. Big beard. I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, dude, I can't think of it right now. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think. And I just smoke, so I'm stoked. Ah. I don't think big dude with a beard really narrows it down in the metal community. Exactly. That's, like, that's why I said big beard. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> beard at like Aces. A, like a wizard Gandalf kind of beard. Oh. Not like Gandalf. Oh, he like also recorded face, uh, Visigoth you know? stuff, too. Oh man, I am blanking here, man. Oh, damn. I you know, fuck, I don't pay attention to who does what. Uh, yeah, sir. <laughs> Unless they're like my good friend. I don't fucking Yeah. Like you there's a dime a dozen producers and engineers out there, so yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of them and I'm sorry if I don't know the guy personally. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's he's a he's a great I I was gonna say producer, but he explicitly does not do producing. He's he's a great sound engineer. Yeah. What is that like a thing with him or he's like, you ever call me a producer, I will fucking find your kids and I will kill them. <laughs> no, but he's made a point to say, you know, I don't produce stuff. I don't tell you what I think your music should sound like. I just record what you guys have, you know, rather than some um, sound engineers will. I've heard try to guide your music or whatever if you want them to. You know, I, I have mixed feelings because I really like the idea of him not doing that. That's dope. Just kind of let your freak flag fly or whatever. But sometimes it is nice to have that outside voice of like, hey, have you ever thought about maybe trying this? Because I've yeah. had that moment with some of our songs and it improved it a lot. Yeah, like, 100%. You know, I so I really like the hands-off approach, <clears throat> but the hands-on approach can have its advantages. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. just what he does. and that's That's cool, man. That's his gig because equally, I've had as many bad experiences as I have good with people trying to produce. Yeah. And really just kind of, hey, you know, have you tried this? And then I do it. And he's like, well, no, I like this new thing I thought of better. And I didn't. Yeah. <sighs> you know. In the end, it probably sounded good, right? Well, well mm, eh. I think the jury's still out on that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're still out on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like it. Go get your tin bits, motherfucker. <laughs> well, let's go get some Timmy's, eh? Let's go down to Timmy's get some get some tin bits. <laughs> But and when we were recording Wasteland, I remember, like specifically, this this thought sticks out the most is that our song Wasteland has me doing blast beats on drums, 
And Andy was saying that like out of all, almost all of the drummers he's recorded, like that was one of the best sounding blast beats he's done. So not, like, not to like damn. brag or anything, but uh, <laughs> you know, Nate's a hell of a fucking drummer. You know, he is. I'm, I got a, I got a lot of negative to say about him. <laughs> But I do too, but none of it has to do with his drumming. I can't help but admit <laughs> that he's a fucking kick-ass drummer. Exactly. Like, we give you a lot of shit because it's deserved. Oh, it's but, definitely deserved. <laughs> but you are really good at what you do. <laughs> Specifically drums. I can't call to mind last time I saw you play guitar live, so I can't speak it's to that. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Been a while. I was about to say the last gig we had back in like July, but no, I was on drums on that one too. Yeah, you drummed for Winterlight in that one. God damn. Yeah. Once a drummer, always a drummer, I guess. You can't escape it. Yeah, pretty much. True. Uh, okay, so. Cheese. After, nice. <laughs> after you record Wasteland, was. Uh, what? Uh, what's the bridged gap that. I mean, bridge the gap for me, sorry. Um, between that album. And your most recent album. That one's kind of interesting because I was after high school was a pretty tumultuous time for all of us. I think tumultuous. Yeah. Good word. Good word. <laughs> you know, we were all kind of going through a lot of shit, but we for for at least a little while, you know, um, we were meeting regularly and writing songs and practicing together, and that that helped a lot of us get. What the oh fuck? no. I was hoping you wouldn't address it with like a big oh no, but I did just drop a pipe and break it on my podium. Dude, I remember one time I was just like, I was going to go smoke a bowl somewhere and I dropped it and just like a full bowl of fresh ground just went everywhere. Oh, fuck. That was my only bowl. I bought a silicone (laughs) one, so I don't fucking do that again. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I should probably smoke silicone at the podium because the bottom of it's metal oh my God. <laughs> and that just rolled right off the podium onto the fucking base uh anyway sorry it was a tumultuous time and i distracted you with breaking my glass <laughs> i'm gonna go get some slippers good idea so yeah i think that reflects a lot in the music that we wrote a yeah. lot of it has to do with with grief and um and a lot of change lots of change like your bodies yeah mm-hmm. You're like, we well, grow hair in places we never thought we with this weird hair on my balls? Our voices were getting deeper. They still crack sometimes. Dude, I would love to hear a vocalist like do a really deep guttural scream and crack in the middle of it. I don't know <laughs> what it would sound like. It sounds <laughs> oh, wow. It kind of just sounds like a record scratch. Probably. Wow. Amazing. But like... Uh, one of the hardest things uh, when we were writing for it for the album was uh, Jason's mom. I think it was at that time, right? Jason's mom, yeah. I hear had, she's got it going on. Uh, she died of cancer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark, man. I mean, got yeah. it going on sounds like she's a good person, at least, right? She was, yeah. I See, there you her. go. Apparently, she had it going on in the morals and values department. <laughs> and um, to a lesser degree, you know, I was I was going through some shit. I was in a bad relationship, so... For me, it, it, a lot of it meant just going from, you know, one place to another. Ah, okay. And improving from there. So for, so did you write lyrics and stuff on that? or No, uh, I'm, I am not a poet. <laughs> okay, I, so just like through the music is what you felt. Yeah. Okay. Um, so lyrically, is that Jason writing That's lyrics? Mostly Jason, Jason and Taryn. Yeah. So are a lot of the lyrics about uh, his mother's passing and stuff? 
Um, there's no, not all of, of them, songs, but but yeah, most of it. I guess it kind of depends. Uh, Jason wrote, especially the lyrics to Maelstrom. We kind of wrote it to feel like a um, a panic attack. Oh shit! The way it um, it goes from really intense to calm again, and kind back of, to intense. Ah, kind of. I need to give it a listen. That like with that in mind. I love to hear like what musicians think of their music and like what they were thinking when they did it. So I want to go back and listen to that now, so I know like, oh, that's the intention behind it. Fuck yeah, yeah. And I mean, it it can mean different things for different people. I also think definitely. it's just a fun song to play. Oh yeah, it's really fun to play. But I think one of my favorite songs to play live is uh, "Burning Earth" because that's our fastest one on the album. That's just kind of our our. Dipping our foreskin into thrash metal, if you know Dipping what I mean. Dipping our foreskin. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's because obviously you guys got the best guy on blast beats ever. So, yeah. I, was, the fast I don't actually blast beat in the album. I was, oh. a little, I was a little disappointed when I realized when we were done. I was like, oh, no blast beats. Holy fuck, you're right. Yeah. I never noticed that. So, you didn't record. I thought, so you were doing the. Music? It was for uh, Wasteland that he said. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then now we're on to migration. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I see, I see. Tumultuous. Yeah, threw me for a loop for a, for a second as well. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Uh, not one blast beat, huh? Not on the album, no. Wow. What a shitty metal record. <laughs> right. Not a single blast beat. <laughs> not a single blast beat. <laughs> Zero knows you gotta have one, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it's been a while since we've recorded that. And actually, it's kind of an interesting story because... I recorded my drums in December of 2017, and then we kind of did guitars like sporadically throughout 2018. Yeah, yeah, a whole year guitar man. What the fuck? Pretty much. Yeah, Play we, faster. <laughs> I don't know why it took so long. I don't know. I was working a lot, so I w- I couldn't be there a lot. Yeah, I think we were all just working a lot. Yeah. No, well, that makes sense. Was uh that the year that? Uh, uh, Jason's mom passed. Yeah. yeah. So that explains because he does guitars as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that I mean explains at least half of the guitars. She passed either either. Just saying, I wouldn't want to play guitar. Man, I would just be laying down, yeah. drunk. Yeah. Right before we went into the studio. I think so. Yeah. But. Yeah, that we Damn. at least at the very least, Jason took that emotion into the studio with him. Oh, heavy. That makes uh makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yeah. It's a sad album, kind of. Wow. Now that I know that to look at it through that lens, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love I love to interpret music my own way. Like you're saying, you know, it means a lot to different people. Yeah. I think I think even all five of us have kind of different interpretations of what the album means to us. I love that. That's great. That's and I think that's kind of how it should be. <clears throat> um, all right. Looks like we are caught up on the history of Pine Walker. At least to this point, when you've released this album, and we are in current times, we'll get more to the future in a, in a bit. But let's hear a song from your past. What is the first song people are going to hear from you tonight? Uh, first song tonight would be uh, Warpath off of our uh, EP, when we were still called Yeti. I think that was that was the second song that we wrote as a band, right? Yeah, because I remember Taryn came in with Fallen Mad before you were in the band. And then I think one day I was graduated, then he just came over to my house after school to jam, and he brought me Warpath. I think as my initiation into the band, he handed me a (laughs) 
quote unquote tab sheet for Warpath, <laughs> which was just one, two, one, two, one, one, two, one, 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 two. Might as well be. Nice. That's how I used to write tabs too. Um, <laughs> so, what is the? Is there a general theme with this song? Like, what can? We were all really into a Marth at the time. Ah, so, Vikings and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So we basically wrote a Viking metal song. All right, cool. So check out the Viking metal song <laughs> Warpath from Pinewalker, formerly known as Yeti. Yeti. <sighs>
Warpath from Yeti. Now they're Pine Walker. And uh, guys, we're back. I got more questions for you. Unless there's anything else you want to say about that song. I just want to say real quick. I remember our very first gig as, I think we were Yeti at the loading dock, right? Oh, yeah. The rock from the dock, we called it. <laughs> I've been there. I, I, mean, I was at that show is what I meant. Wait, you were at, you were at our first gig? Yes. Oh, okay. Damn. Mostly because I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I like to think of myself as someone with my finger on the pulse. And man, I did not at the time. Like, you and no, four you had, other bands popped up like that. And you I had know. your finger right on the pulse. We, that was our first yeah. show that wasn't played in front of a bunch of other high school kids. <laughs> yeah. And their sense. parents. Yeah. And the parents. It was a bunch of other high school kids because they all pretty much all our friends came, which was awesome to see. I think after that point, did we play at the loading dock? We played once or twice, I think. I mean, we play. You were on one of our tours uh, on the final home date. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not what? not out of town. No, you were like, huh? you were at the final home date on one of our tours, and I know at that point we had already played with you like once or twice. I think we were opening for Delusions of Godhood. Oh, on their album release. Yeah, that's right. We did. Okay, that makes sense. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. All right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that for our very first gig, just seeing the that old loading dock just packed with all of our friends just, just gives me the biggest smile. It's really fun to think about. It was a good feeling, yeah. Not to mention the fat guy in the back you didn't know yet. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just at every metal show. You know, there's <laughs> always true. the fat guy in the back you don't know. Yeah, and but I will. Could be me, could be you, could be the listener. Could be. Uh, okay, so that's awesome. I do love that feeling as well. It's, uh, oh, it's it's something you don't get to experience every fucking show as a band until you really you break and make you know that big radio hit or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. But man, as a local band, that fucking I feel like first shows usually are that way. Sometimes it's not, and it's really sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> one be thing, pretty sad. One thing that really sticks out to me at that gig is I tried to. At the very, very end of our set, I tried to improvise this little lick just to kind of guide us out, and I fucked it up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like outro music? You just were like... Yeah, it was just like... Doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> nah. I do. I love that like, that's the mistake you remember. Your first show, you're like, I don't want to fuck that up. Because <laughs> it, oh. was, it was all me, the lights were on, everybody was... The spotlight just on you. Everyone was starting to fuck off and then <laughs> fuck up, fuck up a lick. I love that. God, I'm, we didn't even have a like. None of us were singing either. No, yeah, we we started as instrumental. kind of like yeah, yeah. we're going to yeah. be instrumental. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. And there's still uh, one song that we played that day that we haven't really put on a record, and we're trying to. I want I want to see it. Like, put down on tape or whatever. We're trying to expand on it. You yeah. want it on wax, as they say. On wax, yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, that was just a fun night. Yeah, I, I remember that very vividly. What was the song? What's it called? Fuck, you left me with a oh, fucking fuck no. The working title was Poseidon's Kiss. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're in a porter, John? Yeah. <laughs> well, our, the, the song uh, Head Transplant on Wasteland, its working title was Dick of Lead. Dick of lead. Yep. Yep. Like like pencil dick? No, because the riff was like so it fucking made you heavy. feel like your dick was made of lead and you were just dragging it all over the place. You know? Oh, just that. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that being some lead dick. Uh, all right. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of fun. I love it. Yeah. We come up with silly names for our songs at first. Very silly. Yeah. We do that too. And it's, uh, I think it might be a universal thing. Cause yeah. I, I see bands yeah. working on their shit and it's always fucking ridiculous shit up on their board. They're like, fart monsters. Supreme. <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah. That's going to be the best song on the album. Uh, next, I want to know, do you guys have a favorite experience playing live ever? Or just a uh, show in general? I know a funny experience. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite funny experiences on stage. Uh, we were, I think we, it was either the Crucial Tryout in 2019 or Crucial Fest in 2019. Uh, I don't remember what song we were playing, but uh, our friend and Jason's fiance, Carly, got it on her Instagram. Where I'm just playing and I break a stick and you just see, just see me toss the stick like, like that. And it's like, ah, it's just funny to think about. Just, you just hear something stop. Not like stop fully, but like one arm isn't playing something and I just whoop, pull another stick and keep going. Ah, I like that. I got there. <laughs> you got there. I was really confused. Where the fuck is this going, dude? So. You break a stick, quick release, boom. Like mm-hmm. a gunslinger, you had another one ready. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's smooth as fuck. Makes the say, master of the quick draw drumstick because he yeah. doesn't know how not to destroy his <laughs> fucking equipment. That makes sense. Plus, like, looking at Nate, he's a big guy, yes. I'm a big guy. But also, he's a strong guy who plays the drums. And the drums make you like that wiry, like, farm muscle, you know, yeah. just naturally. And then he already picks up big shit because he's a big guy and people are like, pick up big shit. So... He does it all the time, so down. he's just naturally strong. Yeah. And he's got to move his equipment, too, which is heavy. Exactly. he got to move all our equipment, which is Lord heavy. Because Lord knows we don't fucking help. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the drummer's job. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a strong fucker. So he's going to break sticks like no other. And uh, you I know, remember one night I had bought, like, six pairs of sticks the day before of a gig. And I've gone through four of them in a night. Nate, what do you have to buy more Ooh. often, vape juice or drumsticks? Or do you just do yes. do them both in the same trip? Uh, not the same trip, but probably about the same. <laughs> the vape store is really close to the, the guitar store. <laughs> I almost said the drumstick store. The drumstick store. <laughs> KFC? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's all I buy. I buy a bucket yeah, we're of 48 wing place, fucking so. drumsticks. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay. So, um, but I think like my favorite... Like most recent experience was playing Crucial Fest last year. Yeah, Crucial Fest was the the number one thing I remember about that was getting an artist pass, and I remember being like, "Oh my fucking god!" You know, this it was a so new cool. thing. Like your first laminate. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, we had to give it back though. Aw, I hate that. Yeah, you should be able to keep every laminate you've ever given. I was gonna hang it up on my wall. I wasn't gonna try to use it to get back in or whatever. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, why don't they? You Plus, it was free. So. Yeah. Good point, I guess. I mean, they can't really be like spending a bunch of money on a bunch yeah. of new artist passes. I'm sure it costs money to print them. Yeah. That's cool. So anything specific about that Crucial Fest or just the whole thing was fucking sweet? It was just, that was probably one of the biggest gigs we played in a while. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. I was I was surprised by how many people like I, I actually saw there. That we didn't know. Yeah. Ah, that's the best. Yeah. When you see a bunch of strangers, you're like, I'm doing something good. You're like, who yes. the fuck are these people? Especially on a Thursday night, too. Yeah, on a Thursday night. That's always a hard night, but that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, we were playing with uh, 
uh, Neckerwolf, I think, opened, and Deathblow, too. I think oh, so. Great yeah. lineup. Yeah. All three of you guys together. Woo! There were there were a bunch of other bands, but yeah, it was that was a pretty stacked fest for yeah. for local yeah. projects. Stacked like Pam Anderson in the nineties. Oh That's yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite gig experiences was this was back in high school. I'm just I guess I just peaked in high school is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. But we we Same. had this whole statewide battle of the bands type oh, of yeah. shit. Yeah. And we made it to state. <laughs> Yeah, we made the finals, and then um, you're the best of the Mormons. There, there were a yeah. bunch of, you know, Mormon indie bands and and shit like that. There was one metal band that was. Oh yeah, you know them too. Who? Uh, Is it Destructinator? Oh, Asatura, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Asatura. <laughs> yeah, they, they were great. They played right before us. Oh and, shit. Uh, that was fun. And then we were just loud as fuck. Like they actually looked like a real metal band. We just looked like a bunch of dudes. Dudes from like the Magic the Gathering club that got together. <laughs> um, to be fair though, you do play Magic the Gathering, correct? Yes, I do. Aha! I knew it. You fucking Canadian nerd. Most of the band does. I knew it. Do you want me to come over and play with you? Because I want to play. Yes. Good. I should have brought my decks over. <laughs> yeah, ah, shit. I wanted to see your deck, your big black deck. It's green, actually. I, I need to see Ooh, a doctor. You should probably get that. <laughs> I was going to get that checked. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. Um, okay, you played after Asatura. Yeah, we were the last band, weren't we? I think. So. Yeah, no, yeah, we were because I remember they ha- they wanted to treat it like it's an actual gig, so they had to be like set up, play, tear down, like all within ten minutes. We got so good. Yeah, we got we got really good at it. Too. Did you guys practice at home before the show? We yeah. actually did, and that was the only time we ever practiced loading our gear in and out. Yeah, and but- like. Uh, we did almost like a re. I was about to say remix, but a revised version of Warpath. Yeah, we. We you had to play an original and a cover. We had ten minutes, I think, to play. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, so we, it was one original and one cover, and we played Warpath and uh, an abridged version of Paranoid. Yeah, <laughs> but St- yeah, we still had no to, singer. We had to cut Warpath in half because it's fucking eight minutes long. That's oh, like, damn. It's only six minutes, but six still. Six minutes, yeah. But still, it's like, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? Yeah, no, fuck, you have to. So you played the bridge version of both songs? Yep. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> but apparently you guys did good. Well, uh, yeah, it was pretty good because... Uh, I remember people liked us. Yeah, uh, I remember one of the judges or someone on the board for it was like, hey, like we, we got told the, the results and we're like, we didn't make it. But like someone on the board was saying, "Hey, you guys are really good. Can't wait to see you going to state." Like, ah, we're not going. Like, we didn't know they were on the board or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, we'd love to go, but we didn't make it. No, you're going. Like, what? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm here to judge. You guys should have made it. So he technically tied for third or something. Oh shit. Oh yeah, you know, now that you remind me, that is yeah, I remember that. Now we yeah, we thought we didn't make it, and then one of the wasn't it like the judge's choice or something that got us? Yeah, passed? yeah. Nice. But mo- we were mostly marked down because we didn't have a singer. You know what? My friend's band, um, they were Twist Tide at the time, and now they're uh, St. Raven. I mean, not St. Raven. Fuck, not St. Raven. It's, um, fuck, Bell and the Blackbird. I, I got, you know, I got oh. birds mixed up, okay? Yeah. I've heard good things about that. It Bell. was Twist Tide, now yeah. it's uh, Bell and the Blackbird. Anyway, uh, they did a battle of the bands, and they didn't have a bass player. And they mm. were like, you would have won if you had a bass player. Yeah, and justice for all treatment. Exactly. 100%. 
Uh, I, I actually do need to mention St. Raven. I'm sorry. But uh, Asatura eventually uh, uh, yeah. collapsed, and Eric is in St. Raven now, if you want to check out his music. And then the singer, Ryan, is in Chronic Trigger. Definitely check them oh. out. They are badass. We've had an interview with them on here. Well, it's just Ryan, but still, mm. he's my favorite one. <laughs> Maybe second favorite. Second favorite? Uh, actually, no. He's my first favorite from that band. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. So there's your live experiences, and we talked about you guys recording your 2019 album, Migration, earlier, but I wanted to know, can you give me any more in-depth about the process of making that album and what it means to you two personally? The process of making it was kind of weird because we tried uh, doing demos at home just so that we could give Andy, like, here, plug this in. These are going to be our scratch tracks, and we don't have to worry about going in, playing a set, and then doing it again. Paying for studio time to make scratch tracks there. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't fucking work. There was no. a bunch of shit going wrong. Fucking Scarless, man, let me tell you. I think I got a Scarlet at home, and mine does just fine. I think it was Jason's laptop. Oh, there okay. was something wrong with the, the motherboard or the CPU or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so that that didn't work and we ended up having to do scratch tracks um at andy's studio yeah we, i remember we also didn't get uh burning earth down either so we couldn't even try that uh i think well, it was if i if i must say you guys didn't have burning earth down i had it down good job man i'm proud of you i meant as a scratch track <laughs> <laughs> he's like i didn't know how to do the blast beat <laughs> oh wait no, there's no blast beats in this one never mind no, but it is like so no, no, we didn't know how to do the blast beats on that no. song. But that is the one where I do like the fast double bass stuff in the mm-hmm. album. But I remember Taryn came in on one day, like it was just me and him, and he came in like kind of did like a backing track, like live backing track while I was doing that, and it just it kind of sounded weird. But I was like, it's like, eh, this works. Let's get, let's do it. Yeah, I, I remember when I went in to record my guitar parts too. It was. It was it was me, Taryn and Andy, or it was just me and Andy at some point. And I, I was way less socially adept than I am now, which isn't saying much. I but, was just gonna correct you on that, but carry on. <laughs> um so I was just fucking terrified being with the sound engineer and and myself and maybe Taryn. Um just you three? Yeah, just us three. And I could see like as a socially anxious person how that would make it fucking terrible. And I wasn't friends with Andy. Taryn was friends with Andy. Nate was friends with Andy. I just do the me 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 meow. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I go home. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that that was that was kind of rough. Yeah. And then I remember when we were when we were recording Maelstrom, uh originally we had it set to a click track that was just going and rather than doing the subdivisions, we just had it at this steady, like, well, like 90 BPM or whatever. So and you had it at a real slow BPM, but the song was much faster. Well, it's not that it was much faster because it was kind of more in like triplet feel. Like, which song? Maelstrom. Right. That part. Yeah. And as soon as I got behind my drum kit, I was like, oh shit, I need those subdivisions. Because, uh,. I don't remember exactly what part it is, but there's a there is a part where if you listen to it closely, you can actually feel like the song slowed down. 
On a recorded track? On a recorded track. Hey, man, that's fine. You've heard Death's cover of Painkiller? Um, oh, yeah. Was it Richard Christie that did the drums? Uh, he's so. he's just like blazing on that painkiller drum intro, and then as he goes into decadukadekadukadekadu, he slows down <laughs> so much. Oh my god, is that real? Yeah, I have felt that in that song and thought I was crazy because I was like, "It's death. There got to be perfect, right?" <laughs> but no. Oh my god, you just blew my mind, dude. This is know, something I, I've always felt about that intro. Yeah, I always felt there was something off. That's awesome. I'm so glad I'm not that stupid that I thought I'm dumb. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love Richard Christie. And that, I, I, Sound of Perseverance is my favorite death album. Great album, dude. And Richard, he's just immaculate. But yeah, there's just that one part on that one song that I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that felt weird. Just like well, slamming so on the brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, you know, my band has, I think that happens on one song. I don't know that it's the drum's fault on that one, but. Anyways, it's uh yeah, it's noticeable and you're like, whoa. But also that that one I blame on production. Just Yeah. Yeah. But I also remember I think it was the song Space Witch, our instrumental on the album. <sighs> Apparently they didn't have a click track to that either. Oh. But and there's a kind of an acoustic guitar break where uh Jason's playing a twelve string in that break. It was either no, it was uh, self versus self. I think. No, we had the twelve string in Space Switch. Yeah, but I'm talking like because we have a break in self versus self too. Okay. And if I remember correctly, Jason had come up to me afterwards and saying, "Dude, how did you count that by yourself?" <laughs> and I'd just gotten so used to like playing with these guys that I just count it in my head and just like. That's like that little drum break in the thaw. The dad. And that you do that little phrase where I know your your fill is over. <laughs> I don't think we actually counted to anything. Oh, a little story on that one. That one too is that I had I uh, counted it out so that that fill would uh, in the thaw would like be like two measures, and I didn't I didn't do it on purpose, but like it was just like yes, I got it. it's on track. But then we get to the studio and it's messed up like for whatever reason. And then I think listening back, I'm like either early a beat or off late a beat going into the next measure. I'm like, fuck, God, son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, it, it worked. Know. And yeah. until you brought it up, nobody would have noticed. But now the world is cursed with that knowledge. I got some more cursed knowledge. <laughs> like what? What's the cursed knowledge? <laughs> Tell me. Is it the dolphins are rapists and we should really like do all the animal conservation for everyone but them? Is this an info mm-hmm. hazard, Nate? <laughs> I was about to say, like, that's not really cursed. That's just kind of public knowledge nowadays. The dolphin thing? Mm-hmm. Mm, good. But. Yeah, dude, dolphins are fucking sketchy. I trust <laughs> yeah. a shark before a dolphin. Like, no lie. Me too. Oh, dude. Okay, you know what's some fuck shit? Mm. A fucking dolphin will kill dolphin babies and rape the mother and make more dolphin babies. What the fuck? That's, that's a truth tell- fact. You can look that shit up. That's how you can tell there's so much like us. Yeah. Ew. But in <laughs> in Warpath, leading into Sam's guitar solo, I actually take it that little phrase a extra beat longer than it should be. <gasps> you bitch! Yeah, we trusted you, mate. <laughs> you are the rhythm, <laughs> and that's where you failed. We know. <laughs> what else? 
I just remember being just really, really stressed out while trying to record all my solos. And now that I'm older and a lot better now at the guitar, sometimes I'll, I'm sure this is universal, but I'll listen back to my old guitar solos and cringe. Oh, dude, I've done that just with my vocals and they already sounded, they sound like shit now. (laughs) So like you look at them back then, oh God. But no, I, I think that's, it's just a growth thing. I think that like the, the big artists, like say, in our genres ish, like a Lamb of God or a, a Monomarth or a, you know all them. I think they probably look at their old shit and they're like, "Oh God, fuck! What the hell was I doing? Late <laughs> drugs? Oh God, what the hell? Late to rest? What is this shit? You know? <laughs> Actually, I really love that song. So I talk <laughs> shit. But maybe there's things in those that they're those kinds of songs that they're just like, "Wow, why the fuck do people listen to this? Oh yeah, <laughs> but we we love it." You know, mm-hmm. someone might love your fuck up and they just don't know what's a fuck up. Fake it till you make it. Right. That's, the hey, yeah, that's what you've been doing. Right. Yeah. This whole time. Yeah. I remember when they were He's like, never had real orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me what the, you know, what that is. Um, I remember when I was first asked or told to play the solo for Warpath, they were like, yeah, Sam, you're good. Just make it all shredded. <laughs> Uh, like cheese like what are you talking about make it all shreddy oh fuck and i i don't even remember which what like scale i was in i think i i switched between like mixolydian and ionian or something Mm. (laughs) those are words oh well there's a lot of aren't those modes yeah those were modes not fucking what'd you say scale scale i don't know i don't know fucking music theory what do you think i am a musician Wow, you know, I'm just literally quoting other guitarists I've heard speak. <laughs> but I was I was just playing what I could play as fast as I could, and that's that's how I made it work. And nowadays he does it even faster. <gasps> no. Yeah. Well still no better. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean it's good you got through it because the end result was really fucking fun. Yeah. yeah I love as, it. As long as it's fun. Yeah. As long as it's fun. As long as you had fun doing it. You know, you guys had fun writing the songs. Sounds like the uh, studio was a bit stressful for you. But as long as you had fun doing it with your friends, you know? That's that's what it comes down to for us. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, can you tell me what, to you guys, does the album mean personally? Because uh, obviously across the board, there's different feelings <clears throat> in the album. I can start if you want. Yeah. Uh, for me... Like I like I kind of mentioned earlier, around the time we were writing and recording, I was in I was in a pretty bad relationship, and I was kind of trying to decide for myself to leave it or not. Um, and the whole we had the idea of the message of you know moving on to a better place is good, right? Um, so that kind of helped me work through that more or less. Um, and to me, the overall message of the album is that like life fucking sucks and shit happens all the time but you know there's there's always hope yeah it it always gets better agreed you know hope is way more powerful than people realize so if that's what you get from that album that's fucking dope and like hope is powerful the thaw is a very hopeful song it goes from kind of a a sadder more more downbeat kind of song and then it it picks up to a, a triumphant finish and that's I, I like that mood, you know? Beautiful. Yeah. That is fucking gorgeous. I 
I love that. And name. we'll be listening to that song later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'd say for me, the album is about change and how it's inevitable. Because I don't remember exactly what the lyrics are for all the songs, but like, like deep down to it, the from what I can, from what I perceive of the songs, is that change is going to happen, and you can either be the change or you're going to see the change. Yeah, it's like you know, nothing is constant but change. You yeah, know? you can try all you might to prevent it, but it's it's going to change on you. Like relationships and who you are as a person, yeah. your path. It's all going to change no matter what. You can't prevent it. You can either try and fight it and fail or just ride the wave. And it's that's a good philosophy to have. And another great positive message you take yeah. away from your own album. That's awesome. Because some bands, it's like they're like, fuck the world. I hate everything. And it's I, I get it, dude. I've been there and I've recorded that album already. <laughs> and you but know, I, sometimes that is good. Sometimes it's good. It's very cathartic to sometimes get you through it. It feels good to feel bad. And it does. And that's a theme with a lot of heavy projects, metal, punk, you know, et cetera. But it's nice to have these heavy albums. Your guys' <sighs> album is heavy as fuck. And I would put it up against a lot of albums. But it's got a positive feeling from the artists making it. And that's beautiful. I fucking love it. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. That's, Thank that's you. what we set out to do. Good. Fuck yeah. That's what you set out to do. That's what <laughs> talking about. Uh, so I'm talking about. Oh, Whoa. challenge accepted. <laughs> Get you some fucking poutine on this bitch. Do you know, in Canada, at... Any fast food restaurant, McDonald's, and W, fucking whatever, you can order poutine and they'll give it to you. Fucking for real. 100%. <gasps> Dude, fucking poutine with McDonald's fries? Oh, that'd be awesome. It, it's pretty, pretty fucking good. I'm too fat for that not to make me hard. <laughs> like, dude. Oh, that's beautiful. What's the best? Do you, do you Canada a lot? Like, when, when did you get here or whatever? Uh, I lived there till I was 12. And then since then, I've gone every every Christmas and most every summer before the plague. Okay. Um, so I went you, up there a lot. Do you have, like, a number one place you got poutine? Um, I don't remember the name, but I remember I was out drinking with my cousin at a bar called The Ship and Anchor. Mm. And it was, like, one in the morning. Uh, we were both <laughs> fucking wasted. And he takes me down the street to this restaurant of, and I, you know, I didn't bother to ask where we were. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, here's, here's a poutine menu, order whatever you want. And I'm like, oh fuck dude. And drunk <laughs> me was just in ecstasy. I don't remember what it was called, but it's this poutine place in downtown Calgary. But, um, Are there a specific poutine place. Yeah. There's poutine I restaurant. Love Canada! <laughs> I, uh, that's amazing. I, you know, also, one thing I like that you said is you said drunk me. I refer to drunk me as drunk me all the time. And people look at me like I'm fucking insane. It's a different person sometimes. I rarely drink. So when I get when I get fucked up, I get fucked up. Nice. Hell yeah. And I regret it later. Dude, same. That's why he's drunk me. <laughs> drunk me can be an asshole, usually to people that don't deserve it. And drunk me can be very nice by ordering me breakfast the next day. I just talk a lot. I, you know, the last time I was on a podcast, I got drunk as fuck off of PBR and just went <coughs> off the rails, dude. You know, I got PBR, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and off the rails is what we're about. And speaking of off the rails, we're going to hear more about some Canadian cuisine later because I want to know. I got questions. But 
we're going to hear another song from Pine Walker. Now it's actually Pine Walker. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going to hear a real Pine Walker song from this album migration we've been talking about. Uh, we talked about the song and its production. So what song are they going to hear? Maelstrom. 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 And if I'm not uh, mistaken, this one's a pretty long one. Yes. It's the longest one, yeah. Longest song you got? Yeah. Kill we kind of wrote it to... It's about a panic attack, so I guess keep that in mind while you're listening. Oh, great, because that's the one I was uh, talking about. I need to take a listen back. That's right. Yeah. So now that you know it's about a panic attack, enjoy Maelstrom from Pine Walker.
once again Maelstrom from Pine Walker. I really, uh, you guys showed me specifically in there that really mean fucking drop in that. Oh, yeah. And what is it? Was it like four minutes, basically, like right before four minutes? Yep. Check it out. It's fucking phenomenal. It, first thing I said to him, I was like, guys, that's fucking mean. <laughs> it like it hits in just the right way, and I love it. it is there anything about that song you want to say before we move on to the next segment? I just think it's one of my favorite ones to play live. Definitely. I We really like the, I mean, at least me, I like the effect of total total stop does to the music it adds that, little, that is cool and it took took the guys so long to get the right gear to be able to hold the feedback because well <laughs> all, our, all you need is a noise suppressor we just hadn't bothered up until a while ago well good ones yeah because uh, a couple of years ago in our jam space it'd be like da 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 but man, that it is so powerful, especially live, because I've seen you guys apparently since the fucking suppression. <laughs> since the beginning. Because man, that fucking shit is a heavy effect. Not only on the album, but live. It's powerful. Oh, yeah. It's very powerful. It's awesome hearing it down when we're practicing and it, every, the house stops shaking for a second. Like the only thing you can hear is my symbol that I'm hitting. It's like da na 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 like I'm not even like I hit it on the final dat, so it's just Nothing's being played. Is that China? Um, it's crash symbol. Crash. Okay. Um, all right. That's awesome. I fucking great song. I hope all the listeners loved it. Uh, let's get into what we're calling this time and last time, I guess. The Beholders. Fire. These are everyone's favorite questions. These are the hard hitting questions everyone wants to know. So let's get into them. First question is. More to you, Sam, than uh, Nate. Mm. All right. Is it just Nate, or can anyone from Pine Walker actually get a text back from a girl? You know, uh, well, Taryn them, can, but Taryn he's got a girlfriend. And same with Jason. He, he's engaged. So they're the more successful members. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But with me, Sam, Ethan, I don't think it's kind of tie. 100% no. Yeah, no. 100% no. That's a little harsh. Is that on account of all the magic in the gathering, or is it the fucking, what is it, 60K, 50K, 40K. 80, 80K? <laughs> Warhammer. Warhammer. Hey, I don't Warhammer. play Warhammer anymore. I just play Infinity, which is pretty much the same thing. The <laughs> fact that you can say any more says way more <laughs> about you than we need to know. <laughs> it just proves my point. You should have stopped. <laughs> should have been like, I don't play Warhammer. No, I totally don't play Warhammer. Anymore. Anymore. Aha! I got you! Dark times. Dark. But dark. Taryn and Jason don't count. Uh, okay, yeah, they don't count. So it's really just the band you don't text back. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's good. Um, so, Nate, last we spoke, you had two bands. Uh, did that change just because, like, no one liked Winter Light? Or what? what's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, I I really do think that no one just liked Winter Light, so we're just like, all right, all right, we're done, fine, whatever. You guys win. Yeah, well, you know, at least the bass player was dope. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I liked their drummer before Nate came on. Oh no, wait, <laughs> no, you don't like. I would him. not like no. him. No. Yeah, fuck him. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that oh guy. that guy. I forgot yeah. about that guy. As the words left my mouth, I was like, no, wait a second, wait yeah, a second, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, we don't like him. Uh, he's kind of now a little social pariah in the in the assault city, there, yeah, <laughs> if you will. 
Um, cool. That's a very honest, deep answer. I love it. But uh, like, what did happen with that band? Why? Um, I noticed not seeing activity. Yeah, Ryan was our main songwriter basically, and he had like started getting back with his band back east. But he's still gonna live here. But are they he was, called back east, or that's what? No, they're, they're called. Uh, they're called warm, I believe. Warm. Yeah. It's way less cool in winter light. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. But like he did it. Uh, he recorded an album with them. Yeah, but I think when he came back, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not really feeling winter light anymore." Wow. And so we we're just kind of thinking, like, he was the main songwriter, so we're like. Yeah, just gonna feel wrong if we play these songs without you. So I guess, like we were talking about earlier, there's that. There's sometimes just that one person that's got a vision. Yeah, mm. and so the band without them is like, well, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Yeah, yeah. we should just call ourselves something different. I've done that. He even said that we could play all the songs, but we all just collectively thought like, nah, just not the same. Damn. Well, I mean, that's kind of. It's yeah, kind of honorable in a way, like yeah. that you guys were like, "Well, these are your songs, and we just don't really feel them the way you feel them." So we're, you know, we don't really feel comfortable. Yeah, but uh, we're all like, with the that kind of happened like around Thanksgiving. So we're gonna see, like, with the holidays being kind of hectic for everyone, we're gonna see uh, going forward now what what we want to do. If we want to keep the four of us that we're going, or just probably just split up and do other things. I mean, if there, if you guys do like playing with each other, also yeah. there is the possibility of, like I said, you just rename the band, play with just the four of you, and you know, the band formerly known as Winter Light. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, truthfully, I do like your band, uh, Winter Light. Yeah, specifically. Um, but not just, Pine Walker though. No, no fuck, fuck Pine those Walker. Guys. They suck. <laughs> uh, you know. It, it's just unfortunate to see a band I really like go away from the scene. Yeah. I, I think you guys as a whole have a good vibe going, even though that vibe might have been heavily influenced by Ryan. Yeah. I think if you guys try to play in the same similar style and go by a different name, you <clears throat> might just save a whole project that could have been lost. Yeah. But also at the same time, I uh, Ryan had moved to Salt Lake City like in 2017, fall 2017. And he just put out a thing on Facebook saying, "Hey, I want to start a band. Who like who wants to join?" I was like, "I'll do it. I want to play guitar." Hmm. And so that was the whole reason why I wanted to start Winter Light was so that I could have another another outlet playing music that isn't drums. That makes sense. And look how that turned out. Yeah, look how that turned out. Apparently, I'm, you're just a drummer because <laughs> you can't find drummers unless you are one. <laughs> exactly. It's a motherfucker. Uh, all right, well, that, that seems yeah. to wrap it all up in a nice little bow. There's a possibility Winterlight will be back, but we don't know yet. Uh, so next question. I'm hoping it's intentional is what I mean by this, just so you know. But um, is guitar tone, like, not important to you guys? I don't think so. To to Jason and Taryn, very, very, very much important. so. They <laughs> so are I absolute that. gearheads. They're gearheads and tone chasers. Hmm. Don't worry, I won't tell either of them that you that you think that. Even though it's on a public podcast that's available for everyone? Yeah, I'll just, just tell them to skip this part. Okay, just let them know that this part is totally not satirical at all, and I mean every <laughs> word of it. <laughs> and so. uh, totally not satirical. I just, every time they show up with a new piece of gear, I'm like, oh my god, shut up. Oh, fuck. Oh, what is that, a pedal? I have two, bitch. <laughs> 
that pedal costs as much as this symbol. Fuck off. Exactly. And this symbol. Oh, wow, my voice cracked. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this symbol's going to last longer, maybe. Hey, just Probably pretend not. you're Dutch Vanderland. He's D- cool, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Just say, I have a plan. I have right a plan. Right after everything. Listen, guys, we're going to get through this because I have a plan. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Uh, okay. Well, that one was well received. <laughs> uh, Nate, I see you hang out at Aces a lot more than like anyone I know. And I was wondering. is that I'm an alcoholic, yes. <laughs> Let me just finish the fucking question slash joke. Okay. Is that to kiss ass and get your band on the stage, or are you just an alcoholic? I'm an alcoholic. Damn it. I mean, Fuck, wait. Went totally the opposite way I thought it was. Well, I mean, it does help. Because... You told me it was to suck up. Are you just trying to cover for your drinking problem, Nate? <gasps> I don't need help. Do we need to have a fucking intervention? Nate, you are our drummer and our professional ass kisser. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're supposed to be sucking the dick that he can't. You just blew your cover. Wait, hang on, I can't do both? And the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really did help like getting to know Katie and Spence to be able to be like, hey, uh, this is my band, let me play on that stage, goddammit. And they're like, cool. Oh, and also because uh, Spence and Katie were at the Crucial Fest th- this last year when we played. Nice. I mean, they're see, the thing I really like about Aces is they are very much supportive of all of the heavy community. It doesn't matter if it's something that they necessarily like. Oh yeah. They oh, are yeah. going to try to help you on the stage unless you just flat out suck. Right. I think I think all of us agree that our Asia show was one of the best we'd we'd had in a while. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, I'll tell you that much. I really enjoyed your set over at Aces. I And they, we actually got paid. That's yeah. amazing. We that, finally got paid. Yes. I <laughs> fuck Aces is so good about making sure the artists do get paid. Like it's, I think there's their split is something like, uh, the guy running the sound booth gets a certain percent, and then sound guy gets 150, door guy gets paid by aces, split the money from the bands. Exactly, and that's a great policy. I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, it doesn't happen everywhere. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. a lot of bands do go unpaid, and mm-hmm. I have been that band. I'm sure you guys have been that band a lot. You know, we've <laughs> seen touring bands get not paid or yeah. not get paid. But I, I think it's I've been that touring band. You know. I think a lot of it, well, not a lot of it, but some of it has to do with whether or not booze is being sold there, right? Because when you got places like Kilby yeah. or the Loading Dock, they they're only doing ticket sales. You know, they can't sell hooch to make up for energy costs. They hooch. just have the space. And not that I'm saying that it's justified. justified to not pay the bands. It's like we get it, but fuck you anyway. I but, get that you, you have know, to we want to be bills. paid. Well, it's. <sighs> There is a promoter here that I will not mention the name of just because that's in bad taste. But I'm sure we know who it is, though. I'm sure we know. Um, they always make sure that they're getting paid 100% always and then some. No bands really ever get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just super not cool. Even if it's fucking $10 revenue that the band made, they should get that. Mm-hmm. You know, If that's what you got left over and you're like, ah, eh, fuck it. No. Give them that money because it matters yeah. to a lot of bands. It fucking matters. Plus, especially we, if they're touring. Yes, a hundred percent. If they are touring and you stiff them, that's a big cunt. And I've been there, stranded in the middle of fucking Iowa, no money. You know, I I cannot stress enough that the bands take the time to 
learn their instrument, write songs together, rehearse those songs. Most of us learn our instrument. (laughs) Most of us, Nate. uh, Learn our instruments and, you know, get ready. You get them on stage. You go to them. You tour to them. Or even if you're a local show, you still have all that work of writing those songs. You come out, you perform for fucking, what, a half hour to an hour, depending upon your set time. Or how long your songs are. Exactly. Um, (laughs) What is that? uh, Maelstrom. You guys and your bastard songs. Uh, The bands really deserve more, I think, than they're getting. Mm -hmm. And it's a little ridiculous that you don't have some kind of – if you're going to put on a show, you should be able to make sure you pay your bills, get a standard rate from the band, and then some. Mm -hmm. And if the band is not pulling in as much promotion as you got, make more promotion. That's your job. That's your – fucking job the band's not the promoter the band is the band the band plays the music the promoter uh, promotes it like the band should like be like definitely hey come to the show we really want you to see you here which we all do yes yeah. but it's not you gotta do your part you have to do your job i think it's interesting talking to like some of the older i want to say like 90s hardcore people uh-huh. that when they they just shit on this person all the time yeah, I uh, no one likes them. Yeah, very few bands here like them, and that's just because they're sucking the dick and getting the shows. No money. They're not getting any money. They're just playing the shows. Which I was one of those. I was in one of those bands for quite some time. Still in that band, just not working with this promoter. Yeah, <laughs> that's a a lot of the times. I think I think deal. Not that I think this specific promoter is necessarily predatory, but there were a couple of big companies I remember. That oh, definitely yeah. tried to take advantage of us when we were uh, like starting out and didn't know any better. I think oh, yeah. this one's gone, so I might be able to mention them. Do you remember Afton? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah. yeah, Afton. Yep, that was another one of those predatory businesses. Yeah, I think, I can't remember if is exactly what they're called. I haven't seen them on a show since we did one, but I think it was Gr- Gorilla Promotions. And they were really bad. They booked... Mm. In one show, one show, okay, one day, one show, 21. What the fuck? Holy shit. The show went from like noon till whenever the venue shut down. This was in the small room at... um, Complex? No. No. In the venue. Oh, in the venue. Small room in the venue. Club sound. Rest in Um, peace in the venue. Yeah. Oh, dude, for real. That was a great I saw Bad Religion there and Testament. I saw Lamb of God there. I touched Des Fafara there on the small stage and I was like, oh my God. Nightwish. Was that when Trivium was supposed to play? Yes, that yeah. was the show. I was there. Wow, <laughs> that was a good show. I'm glad. Oh, man, I wish I had seen you, but I'm glad you were there because that was a great set. I was like the fifth person in line. Oh, dude, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people. Yeah, nice. Nate's the dude that's there five hours before the show, so he's first in. Same, and uh, I mean, not five hours, but maybe like an hour. I remember one day <laughs> before was it Trivium at the complex or there was a complex show that Nate was going to It was to. Uh, Behemoth and Cannibal Corpse. Right. Doors were oh, at I seven. Oh, I was there too, dude. <laughs> Doors were at seven and Nate was there at two o'clock in the afternoon. Doors were at seven? No, I think that's when the uh, yeah. You you stayed there for five fucking hours. It was broad daylight and doors Did didn't open until sunset. Did anyone bring you food or anything? I know you. You're like me. You love to snack. I think <laughs> I ordered like Jimmy John's or something. And I delivered to the complex? Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, do you remember ordering food in line is the fucking best <laughs> thing? I'm sure the delivery it's guys the hate best. it. But we were, we were going to a Mon Amarth. They get paid? Fuck it. Like, yeah. 
in like 2014 at the Murray Theater. Rip. Oh, oh. fuck, I missed the Murray Theater. Yeah, that oh, was so I was at here. that show. Yeah. <laughs> and we were hungry and we were waiting in line for a Monomarth and we ordered pizza. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. Wait, who what what company delivered? Like Domino's. Domino's. I think it was yeah. Domino's. Domino's. Fresh pizza right in the line. Yep. Hit us up if you want us to be sponsored by you, Domino's. We'll plug <laughs> you some more. Domino's pizza. Deliver to some fucked up high school metal kids in line for a concert. Yeah. Well, I fucking... Yeah, I'm usually the guy that's there really early just so that I can get the sliver of a chance to maybe get like a... Un, like, I was about to say, a little more personal, like selfie or whatever, autograph from a band walking around. Yeah. And also, like, especially if I have the day off, it's like, I got nothing better to do. Might as well just go hang out. I don't even know how we got on this <laughs> subject. Uh, I do not remember. Me neither. Nice. Hey, okay. listeners, go rewind like two minutes and you'll rewind, figure it out. Rewind, figure it out. And that is the end of our Behold Burners. <laughs> fire, fire, fire. Uh... Let's get back into another track from our good friends here at Pine Walker. I know you guys are dying to listen to more. Everyone is, and you know it's coming because this is a Salt City. That's how it works. That's how it works. What song are we going to hear, dude? The Thaw. Probably my favorite track off the album. I think my favorite track off the album, too, because I get to play a really fast You get to shred. I get to shred. It's the shreddy song, huh? I'm just one of those guys I like to shred. You know, people that kind of talk down to, oh, you just want to play as fast as possible. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I like to have fun when I play my instrument. I get it, dude. Like, it makes me so mad when people are like, oh, all they do is just fucking shred the whole time. Well, that's not the music for you. Go listen to something else. This guy is a good guitarist. He wants to flex. Go listen to, uh, what are they called with uh, Jim Henson? Tim Henson. (laughs) Polyphia. Polyphia. Go listen to Polyphia. (laughs) Kermit the Frog here. I'm going to play some guitar really slow. The Muppets are fucking heavy as shit, dude. (laughs) Hell. Yeah, what was the... Do you remember the name of the band that was in that? Wasn't that Sesame... No, yeah, Muppets. I don't know why. (sighs) Fuck, what is that band I don't know, yeah. I can't remember, but we're not talking about that band, guys. We're talking about Pine Walker. So check out The Thaw. Like when you eat a steak from your freezer.
The Thaw from Pine Walker off of Migration from 2019. Please check it out. Give it a listen. It's fucking sick if you didn't get enough of it on this podcast. Uh, any other things you want to say about this song uh, before we move on? Well, it's it kind of it brings up my point of how I interpret the album is that life sucks. It's full of death and grief and a bunch of other bullshit. But ultimately, at the end, it's hopeful. God, you'd be a great date. At the end, there's just <laughs> you know, nobody's really given me that chance. <laughs> I will. I mean, I mean, I got boobs. <laughs> you know, that helps. It just means that at the end, there's going to be a killer guitar solo. So look forward to that. Hell yeah! That's... I like playing live better than the studio because I can actually improve on my guitar solo. That's... I got a kick-ass one that I play live now. <laughs> That's dope. Also, when you told me it was kind of your shreddy song, right? That was this one. Yeah. Uh, this is your Shreddy song. It had a different feel than I thought from the Shreddy song. But then I heard the solo at the end and I was like, wow, he delivered on that promise. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. We, I think a lot of people find there's a couple songs that we, we have on that album, specifically Sentinel and the Thaw that kind of go in a different direction than you think they would go towards the end. Yeah. Sentinel especially, but the Thaw also has that. Um, I think it works to our advantage, of course, but yeah, it's that's what the song is. I definitely think it works to your advantage. That song is, there's a couple, maybe three songs on that album that feel like a hard left, but if you are invested in the band, it's like, wow, this is fucking beautiful. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you're not, and you're just kind of like, elitist fucking weird guy, you're not going to, you know, exactly vibe with them. But there are songs there that just turn it in a way that expresses what you need, but still fits the album. We do weird stuff that makes sense. Well, yes, it doesn't make sense, but that's why we like it. Yeah, that's fair. I like it. I like it, too. And clearly, as a fan, because before me and Nate started podcasting together... I was a fan and a friend, you know, I loved his music and I liked this guy as a person. Now I love this guy as a person, but you know, it's, it came first that I really respected his music. So I just remember being in the studio while Sam was doing a solo for the song and it gets to that little noodly, not noodly, but like like you're doing your tapping thing. So there's a note where, (laughs) oh boy, um, we changed the chord progression and right before we change it, I hit a flat note. Oop. But you know what? <gasps> I've never noticed. Well, there you go. It's yeah. flat. But it's one of those, but like I said, those. a mistake that people probably love. And you know, yeah. I stand by it. Good. It's an augmented seventh. Fuck all of you. There you go. <laughs> yeah, suck my augmented seventh, you bitches. But I remember when he was doing that tap, little tappy part, when the, the solo section, like the band kind of switches up how it feels. I was like, man, this this sounds like it'd be a trivium solo almost. It needs that like fifth harmony on it <laughs> that was just a third or, or third okay but i was just like i was like hey sam can you do a harmony while you're doing that and you're like yeah i'll figure it out okay okay <laughs> I, I got that. you there bud yeah um but i think a lot of us we we kind of talk about this sometimes but we all have our different our different musical tastes you know nate really really likes trivium yeah um, same and then Jason and Taryn are into Baroness and Mastodon and more proggy stuff. Ethan's into EDM and some folk stuff. And I'm the power metal guy. And you can you can kind of tell who kind of wrote which part depending on yeah. what they sound like. Hell yeah. yeah. That's dope. I love that. Uh, all right. So before we get into the last couple questions I had written, I got 
another couple questions. Okay. Because I love to throw you guys curveballs. Uh, first off, Sam. Yes. Canadian cuisine. <laughs> we talked a little bit about it before. I want to know, is there anything specifically Canadian that is like dope-ass cuisine that we just haven't adopted? Well, there's poutine. Yes. That's, that's I mean, we're, so, we're starting to, to adopt mind. it. So. There was a the small... fatties down here love it. Yeah. I don't know if it's just Canadian or if it's just in Calgary, but there's a pizza place <laughs> called Pizza 73 in Calgary, and they sold a poutine <laughs> pizza. Whoa, 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 whoa. fucks up your <coughs> digestive system, I'll tell you that. So, yeah. I'm imagining pizza dough, fries, gravy, gravy cheese curds. Cheese up top. Yep. And curds? And curds. <gasps> yep. Girl. That's beautiful. So, basically, just think of a, of a poutine on, like, a pita bread, almost. It's a wow. colon killer. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. I will let my colon be killed. I want to eat it. <laughs> no, one will, no one will believe me, but everyone who's been with me to God Canada will agree that um, A&W in Canada is way better than the States. Why so? I think they season the meat different. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It just, it, it yeah. tastes, it just tastes completely different and not shit, unlike America's A&W. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, I've, I've eaten at A&W very few times, and it does <coughs> seem to be in their advantage to be better in Canada, because whenever I've eaten there, I get the cheese curds. They got fries. They got cheese curds. They're yeah. halfway there already with the patine. Oh, yeah. Like. All it takes is a little gumption. Yeah. Yep. Gumption and gravy. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes they go hand in hand. And most of the A&Ws I've seen around here are also KFCs. Boom. Gravy. Yeah. There you go. There's one downtown that's half decent, but I don't know why it depends on location. It's, hmm. it's like a big chain. It shouldn't depend by location. Right. But it does. Probably just whichever kid's working there that day. I guess so. So any other fun Canadian cuisine you want to recommend? Uh, let's see. The best I can recommend is just Canadian breweries. There is a oh, yeah. there's Okanagan Valley Cider, which I fucking love. They're not paying me to say that. Okanagan, shout out to Battle Axe. That's right. Um, let me see. Besides that, it's not really too much different from the states. Cool. The portion sizes are different. Oh yeah, smaller. A little smaller. I imagine smaller. And it's mostly wrapped in paper, not like. Not like the waxy shit you get here or like aluminum foil, but it's all like recyclable paper. You hmm. can tell that our... Like a newspaper. We're a little bit more environmentally conscious. Just a little bit. Just a bit. tad. Not too much, but a little bit. Well, that makes sense. I mean, like in England, They charge you for bags at the store. In, oh, hmm. for real? Yeah. They're like, huh. do you want a bag? How many? And they're like five to ten cents each. Damn. That's pretty smart, actually. I like that idea. I mean, some people down here would probably be like, oh, I'm America, my freedoms, my bags. But, dude, straight up, those bags, number one, cost. And mm-hmm. two, fuck up the environment. So, let's, yeah. Bring your own reusables. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I went it's up just there. Incentive. I mm-hmm. went up to Canada over over Christmas break to visit my family for the first time in, like, two years. Um, but <laughs> there's this... There's a Korean Baptist church just down the street from oh, yeah. my grandma's house. And, you know, you see okay. it in, what was it, 21 Jump Street or 22 Jump Street? Yeah, right yeah. Their, their Leave Korean base. Jesus alone. He's doing Korean shit. <laughs> and I never thought twice about it until I saw that movie. And I'm like, oh, Korean baptism is like a thing. Um, so there's that. And then there's this big strip mall. And it's got everything you could possibly need. There's a bakery. There's a grocery store. There's a Starbucks. And now there's a dispensary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I don't Stoner's need a fucking car. I'll just, I'll just, so just take a walk. And I'll walk down the street to get whatever the fuck I want. Your grandma's stoned as fuck all the time. <laughs> <isn't she? laughs> 
No, I don't think so. Like if Canadians ever celebrate Thanksgiving and that dispensary is open, they're like, oh, hey, we're going to go for a walk. <laughs> go uh, to the dispensary. Exactly. I love it. Korean Jesus Thanksgiving. It's great. <laughs> Just pay my respects to Korean Jesus and go buy a couple J's. That's all you got to do. That's, that's living the life right there. And now you know what to do while you're in Canada. And what area of Canada is that? I'm from Calgary. Calgary. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I don't remember my other question, so let's just get back into the <laughs> other ones that I actually wrote. Uh, so what is coming in the near to far future for Pine Walker? What can people expect? What can we look forward to? I don't know how soon, but we are all still writing stuff. Uh, currently, we have a song that we've played several times. Uh, we call it... Uh, Water, Water carve. carve, yeah. Which that's another like twelve minute epic bullshit thing <laughs> about grief and death. Yeah, weird. But yeah, it's a long, fun song that you can cry to and headbang. It's awesome, and we have a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, and uh, we got a couple songs that were I think we're just writing by ourselves, but we also just kind of finished putting one together. There's a few in the works. Yeah, the, the pandemic really fucked everything up for everybody. We almost yeah. didn't practice for like eight months, I think. Something oh, like damn. that. Yeah. Just didn't want to risk it. But yeah, um, I'd say probably by 2022, some new releases, maybe. Yeah, Ooh. we were, we've been tentatively planning on scheduling some out of state dates, but Omicron and a bunch of shit has kind of gotten in the way, but we're still, we're still looking to, to get yeah. out of town, you know? So maybe touring twenty twenty late twenty twenty two, early twenty twenty three, maybe some music coming out. Yeah. Summer twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Yeah. Killer. Then probably looking at just like weekend warrior stuff over the summer. Cool. Love that. I you know, yeah. uh, I do that and it's super fun. Yeah. You know, gets your name out there. Um it, and lastly, before we go, is there anything you want people to know about Pine Walker if this is their first time ever hearing about the band or hearing the band? Um, I would say that with our music, we want you to feel and have those emotions and let them be known and that they are real. Okay. But at the same time, you can also fucking thrash out and have a good time while listening to it. And you know, the thaw welcomes all. Yeah. Hmm. That's dark and beautiful. And, um, speaking of power metal and <laughs> the, the... You know, the force of personality that, that can drive a band. I was in a power metal band called Ancient Council. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I saw Ancient Council live once. Yeah. We, we <laughs> nice. opened for uh, Visigoth, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where I saw Yeah, it. with uh, Ashton and Sven from Sacrilegion and Nick from Unceremonial and Delusions. And yeah. He wrote, he wrote all the music. And, like, I fucking love power metal, but I... I don't know. I'm, I just have a lot of trouble writing music. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Nick got burned out, as some people do, and he left the band. And since then, it, it petered out a little bit, and the pandemic just kind of yeah. killed the fun. Nail in the coffin. But I loved playing with those guys. And we have a full album of music ready to release. We're waiting on uh, Chad, Chad Anderson. Oh, cool. Love to, Chad. Uh, do whatever. It's been a couple of years now, but maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll shoot him a message. But yeah, there's I got a power metal album ready to go. So maybe look forward to some Ancient Council going yeah, on. Perhaps. Right. Hell yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out. Uh, is that all you guys want to say before we get out of here? I think so. I think that's about yeah. it, yeah. Okay, so where can people find you guys on social media? <clears throat> I mean, either personally or just with the band. Personally, don't follow me, please. 
Don't perceive I'm no, us. I'm no good at social media. Just nobody will have a good time. All right. We don't really post a whole lot, but it, I mean, if you want to throw us a follow, that's still pretty cool. We are at Pinewalker Lives on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Um, we post. Uh, I think the same on Twitter. Yeah. We post semi regularly. Yeah. I, I don't even have a Twitter, so. Yeah. yeah. But we're also on Facebook, Pinewalker. I think. Pinewalker, Pine- and I think where our address is Pinewalker Lives. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you can find me at Desengage9 on Instagram. Please follow the podcast at Assault City Podcast, I believe it is. Assault City Cast. Follow Circuit Radio <laughs> Network on Instagram. You'll find us from all over there. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Provo Free Radio. Uh, I believe that's what it's called. One sec here. Uh, Free Radio Provo, actually. Dot com. Check them out. They have recently started playing episodes of Assault City Circle Pit Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Check it out. They also help support all kinds of underground artists from Utah and otherwise. Uh, it's a great way to support the underground if you don't have any other way to find it. Um, please, if you're missing the reviews from Assault City, those have been moved to Lead Melodies where Eric is breaking down at least one album a month kicking ass and he has a great way of wording things that you will probably love it's beautiful um also this is season three and i'm very excited about season three there's so much coming up that i have planned and a lot of big things and that wouldn't be here at all without the original crew of myself Tasha and Mick Hooligan, who is recently back on the podcast doing the news episodes that we do once a month. So thank you guys. I really appreciate you because without you, I wouldn't be doing podcasting at all. It's amazing that we're still around and people still give a shit. So it's it's just a lot. I really want to thank listeners more than anyone, but it's beautiful. Please keep supporting the underground. Anything else you guys want to say before we go? Uh, if I can make one more <clears throat> shout out, we have a band camp. We are pinewalkerlives.bandcamp.com and our album migration is available for free or best offer. Nice. I love that. Yeah. So please go support them and other underground bands we've talked about here on Bandcamp because that is most likely the best way to pay them directly unless they have Definitely. a website. So mm, we need to update it. Need yeah, to update it. I think it's still something Yeti related. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have that update maybe on season four. Who knows? Yeah, more um, than probably season five. Thank you guys for listening to Assault City Circle Pit. I really appreciate you guys, every single one of you listeners, for wanting to support underground music. Uh, don't forget to throw your fucking hair back and just thrash a bit. Hail Lemmy, and we'll see you in the pit. Bye. Later. See ya.